Welcome to Stock Odds. This is another podcast for you, Odds and Ends, with Rob Friesen and Dave Singh. Good evening, Rob. How are you? Good evening. Not too bad. Not too bad. All right. We're here trying to prepare for the week ahead, get our bearings, and uh, see what the data has in, in store for us. We just came off a huge week. The Dow was up 1.4% on Friday, S&P up too big, NASDAQ, NASDAQ pretty good too. So it was a really risk-on day. And uh, we had some groups like energy, financials, communication services really outperforming on Friday. And uh, healthcare, consumer defensive, utilities were weak. So it was definitely a risk on uh, day. Well, it, and, I mean, uh, it ended up it ended up being that way. But like it was a little bit touch and go um, pre-market to decide that as well mm -hmm. as, uh, you know, the first part of the morning. And then it finally kicked in. Um, thankfully, I made the choice to be short healthcare, consumer defensive utilities, uh, and belong some technologies um, and communication services, some basic materials as well. So my day ended up okay, but I wasn't I wasn't totally convinced it was risk on. I was just prepared for it. Um, but we've been you know kind of held hostage by this government theatrics here. Um, on all the uh, votes and stuff like that, so um, you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't sort of cut and dry like normally the first trading day of the month you can really bet on a lot of institutional flow some some great uh, you know buying there especially because the last trading day of the month is typically down and we did have that right we had the last trading day down and then we came in the next day and we ended up uh, you know having this this rally which. Which is kind of to be expected normally, but I just it didn't seem like it was setting itself up for that. Did you find that surprising too? Yeah, it started off pretty weak and it seemed very mixed. And it wasn't a typical first day of the month, big money flow coming in, so it was a little odd. Right. <clears throat> but okay. um, October tends to be a tricky month. I guess it's the end of the fiscal year for many funds. Also, right. kind of the start to this year-end rally. A lot of the tax loss selling is abated, and. Um, I wanted to touch on uh, market capitalization, like really playing small caps against large caps, how to do that, when to get the most out of that kind of theme. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the dashboard here for in the Stock Odds Almanac and preparing for mid-month uh, seasonality for October, the small caps really outperform the large caps. Um, like IWM is expected to be up 1.2% versus a 0.81 for for mid-month seasonality, but then that kind of, kind of tend, tends to taper away when you get towards options expiration and the end of the month, and they seem to level out. But but what do you have to say on the playing market caps against each other, large cap, small cap, and any themes there? Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I think that normally we think of the the best six months of the year from November to April for small caps, and that is that is generally true. But I, I think sort of we discard them the rest of the year. Uh, in between there, and and I don't think that that's the case. That sh that we should we should do that. I think we should pay a little bit more attention because look at the PE uh, multiples of the small cap. Um, they're less like around 19 PE versus the mega caps are at 28. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that just basic economics. Uh, the reason we have stock markets, you know, the lure of capitalism, things like that. 
it's like you want your small company to become a bigger company. You want it to grow. <laughs> and so uh, normally um, you would think that small caps generally have much higher PE multiples because they don't have a lot of earnings and things. Here we see kind of the opposite. Even large caps are a higher PE currently. Um, so I think there's a lot of room for small caps to still find their way. And, and what I found interesting was for the month of September, which is not a very good performing month, is that micro and small, they were down, but they beat out all the other groups, mid cap all the way through mega cap, right? Correct. Mega cap was down, I think, 4.8% and small cap down only 1.7. So three percentage point advantage. Right. And that did, that did work. Alone. It did work for us for the month to sort of focus on some of the more defensive names along uh, um, and, you know, finding these big sort of overvalued uh, large into mega caps to, to find to short and other technologies um, that, uh, you know, were a little bit um, sort of teeter tottery because they'd gone up so much. Right. And they were kind of like, didn't have any profit taking hit them yet. Well, it started in September and it continued uh, relentlessly through the month. So, uh, you know, some of those uh, tech names were down pretty significantly by the end of the month. So. They were. So, um, what do we expect here for next, this coming week? Here, um, right now, how are the uh, commodities and futures looking overall? I mean, I'm seeing the I'm seeing the U.S. dollar uh, selling off again for another day. Um, possibly that will continue. So we had a we had a big move on the U.S. dollar, and we're starting to roll back. This would be the third down day in a row now if it keeps going. And the fix is down. The futures on the indices are up. Um, oil tends to be a little bit flat right now, kind of weak. So I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. um, how do how do you think that UUP the U.S. dollar ETF and TLT track together? Do they move in opposite directions or do they move this the same? So that's the dollar with the ten year bond um, TLT. Well, actually, sorry, twelve twenty year is what it twenty plus year bond is is what it's tracking the TLT. Yeah. So as the dollar strengthens, interest rates are going up hand in hand. Is that where you where you headed? Yeah, so they they kind of actually the correlation TLT to UUP is um, about zero point three five. So it's not like a perfect a perfect correlation, but um, there is some correlation there. So, um, but definitely like uh, groups like the big cap stocks like Google, Facebook, Apple, all those guys. Uh, there's an inverse correlation there to TLT. And for something that would, you know, be less um, inverse would be something like XLU because it has that bond component to it, right? So Correct. interesting. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we have to keep an eye on UUP and TLT. This is kind of more critical now than it is in some months. And that's just because we have, you know, this this taper consideration. We also have the the government, the sh you know, uh, everything related to that is related to how much U.S. dollars are available. So obviously, interest rates are affected there too. 
so, I mean, if you're going to print a trillion dollar coin, <laughs> I mean, there might be some impact on the dollar, wouldn't you think? Has to be. I have a question. So for tomorrow and this coming week, if there aren't too many macro themes to play off each other, are you going to stick with the odds within sectors? Or are you planning to play sectors against other sectors? I mean, what's your take on uh, trading for tomorrow? Well, I mean, here's he, he, I'm, I'm really adamant about this, and this is if you don't have a lot of information, if you don't have a lot of predictor values, and what I mean by predictor, predictor values is, is interest rates have moved, you know, or the dollars moved, or oil's up like crazy, or gold's up or down like crazy. Um, when you don't have those indications, you don't have that type of leadership, then you've got to be more diversified and less sort of exposed to any one, you know, one thing. But if you have information, then as long as you, you can interpret what that information is, whether there's still gas in the tank of that catalyst or that engine, um, then you can use those groups to your advantage. You can use what it impacts. So example, if TLT was to, you know, it's starting, it, it has been selling off for, you know, last week, let's say. So it's starting to turn. Now let's say it, it continues up. What does it affect, right, when it goes up? Um, and the same with the dollar. If the dollar goes down, what does it affect? Like we're gonna have to just look at that information in the morning. You can see it now to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. But taking it over into the morning, is there gonna be a change? Because, you know, we've got other markets around the world, we've got global considerations. We don't know if something happens. We don't know if there's, you know, an event. So we, we just have to kind of look at that in the morning and see if we need to make any adjustments. So as of right now, we can only go on the information we have. So what, what do you see in the futures at the moment? Yeah, futures are solidly up on all the categories. But not, not huge, right? I mean, no. we're up like 0 0.3, 0 0.37. Like, so the, the Dow... Uh, futures are up 0.3%, S&P up 0.37, NASDAQ up 0.43, Russell up 0.35. So is the NASDAQ 100 futures telling us something? Is, is there going to be some leadership back in these, you know, NASDAQ 100 names? Is, is the NASDAQ 100 down the most for the month of September, mm -hmm. right? You know? Yeah. Um, the VIX is down 3.16% right now, so it's telling us that we have an opportunity here for a follow-through from Friday, mm -hmm. so some nice risk-on opportunity. So if I just told you risk-on is in play, would that lead you into some NASDAQ 100 names? Would that lead you into some Russell 2000 names? Probably some Russell 2000 names, the best quality ones within there. And then uh, also some big cap tech, I guess, because um, NASDAQ is even right now set up to be stronger than the rest right. of the indices. Right. So, so um, as far as the um, mid-month seasonality going out, we have uh, semiconductors. Is that 
you know, let's look to see if that's something that already kicks in um, between now and mid-month. Mid-month starts on the ninth business day. Let's just look on the calendar and see when that is. So we got, um, well, the ninth business day would be next Friday, right? No. Next Wednesday. Wednesday, sorry, Wednesday, yeah. yeah. So, um, we, so we got, yeah, week and a half here to go until then. Um, but let's keep an eye whether semis have some traction for the month. Well, no, see, here's the problem. Look at look at look at semis for the month is 1.47, and look at for mid month 1.58, which means that there's not going to be any reason to really be involved, other than just that month mid month window. Mm -hmm. So I don't I don't see as a play for this next week. Yeah, it's um, going to do stronger mid month and also towards the end. Yeah, of the see that's important are... to note. Like compare, contrast what's expected for the entire month against any of the other events, and you might actually, you know, just be able to really have some good timeliness. And that is part of part of trading is getting the best return on capital you can by not having money sit around as dead money for a long time right not not using it with things that don't perform but going in and using it when it's you know expected to be the hottest and for smh it is mid-month seasonality mm -hmm. so good i'm glad you pointed that out that's excellent um so we should you know put in all our other major etfs um you can use sector ETFs or industry ETFs, put them into the seasonality calendar and see see what's expected, right? Pretty good. Well, I'm just gonna be working the next couple hours and putting baskets together, really focused on market cap and looking for high quality small caps and lower quality or exhausted big caps. Okay. <laughs> so can I pair? So when we look at when we look at the one week performance which ended on the Friday, which is the first day of the month. Um, and we had the one-day performance. So let's just see if if the one-day performance, which was turned into a risk-on day, turned it first day, was it in keeping with what happened for the one week? Um, energy for sure. Financials have held up. Financials have held up really well. Like when the TLT was going down, financials were going up, right? Because bonds going down means yields are rising, means financials are doing better. Yes. So long financials um, still held up overall. For the one week, they were only down minus 0 0.03, whereas technology was down minus 0.422, mm -hmm. right? So would you, would you be lured into going and buying some of the laggers for the one-day performance and selling the leaders? Like for example, selling energy and buying healthcare, or would you kind of stay in keeping with what the one day did? Meaning, still short healthcare, still short consumer defensive, mm -hmm. still short utilities, and long, you know, energy, communication services, financials, industrials. What would be your take? Yeah. Well, because Friday was such a big day up, and it, we tended to close near the high. I think there's more follow through rather than mean reversion. So okay. the same themes that were strong on Friday probably are going to have some more behind them, at least for the start of the week. Okay. Um, so, but, I mean, even on Friday, like how 
risk on it was it was still technology only was up 1.06 percent mm-hmm. versus energy was up 2.14 right yeah. so still a pre- pretty big spread there um how do you think so if the dollar's heading down a little bit basic materials still might be favored yeah i i and they're pretty forgiving, even if you're not, even if you don't get the big bang for your buck, they seem to be pretty forgiving, right? Mm-hmm. Lowers your variance. Um, and of all the sectors, they're kind of in the middle of them. It's not um, the best or the worst at this point. Okay. Um, well, I mean, communication services, like being with the NASDAQ 100, some of those same stocks are in that. Looks like it has room to run. Um, so maybe the long plays will be um, like energy just scares me a little bit just because it's been up so much. Um, so might not want to do that one, but might want to be long communication services, some industrials, some basic materials some technology, um, and maybe some consumer cyclical and then be uh, short utilities, defensive and healthcare again. Uh, consumer services has a good Google and Facebook, so it's a good portion to fang. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I know, but the, the, at the same time, some of those mega caps are overvalued too. So yeah. um, the key here is then looking, I guess I guess the, the, the key is sort of starting from the Russell perspective, looking for some really good names there because you want that risk on exposure and then being very selective on your you know, overvalued tech names, you know, adding some of it, but not going crazy with them. Um, and then finding, we got to find some big cap stuff to be short too, right? Where you can find a, a bit of it in healthcare. Um, you know, I think, I think some of these other uh, names that um, we're hoping for, you know, some, some uh, play in the vaccine world might, um, you know, might get a, a further discount just because of the the therapeutics like Merck and I'm sure there's other therapeutics on the way too, right? So Merck was up huge Friday, didn't it? Yeah, and then we a lot back. In, in con well, in contrast, you know, Moderna and Pfizer were down too pretty big too, right? So um so that's what like if you think of it like this this if if most people are getting vaccinated and you know yeah, there's some argument about the third shot and stuff like that. You know, um, won't still won't have the the exposure probably that uh, the first two shots did. Um, you could say that the the therapeutics coming on board, you know, deals more with the breakthrough cases that you're seeing and you know other people that aren't getting vaccinated. So there might be you you might look at it from the news is out, you know, think the, the Moderna and Pfizer got more fully valued and, you know, now's, now's not the growth opportunity that may happen in the therapeutic side. So something to watch for. I'm going to, I'm going to take a look at where they are. I didn't, I didn't get a short off on Moderna or Pfizer on Friday only because they were down so much, right? I don't want to short that kind of discount you know, off the open, you, you want to make sure that your pricing is still, um, you know, got some room to move instead of uh, the risk of it backfiring on you, right? Yeah. 
if you short something down 9%, yeah, maybe it goes down a couple more percent, but what if it retraces on you? It's going to hurt, right? So, all right. Well, lots well, of ideas, um, lots of homework to do. Yeah, so that's uh, that's good. I'm glad we had a chat here. And um, all right, I'll let you go and have a good, have yourself a good night. You too. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right. Cheers.